Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live from a brisk but beautiful Sydney Portier winter's day, 23rd of May. Actually, no, we're not. We're in autumn. 23rd of May. As always, come to us live from Melbourne, Victoria. One test thunderino and two times controversially axed Hong Kong Rugby League board member Jack. How's it going, mate? It's cold down there. Yeah, very good. I think it's uh, when I woke up, three degrees. Um... So, yeah, pretty cold, but sitting in the car doing legal counsel. Obviously, we had a week off last week, uh, but we're back into it today. Plenty to talk about with what is happening in our game at the moment. Something that you will you'll sit back and say, I told you so. Look, I, I probably never had a better I told you so moment. I said the moment that this guy came into our game, yes, he has some strengths. He's a... He's a bully and he gets things done. He makes things happen. But on the other side, at what cost? Um, and his fascination and um, for tinkering with the game. A guy with no real rugby league background. Yeah, he goes on that he's actually played the game. Whoopty fucking shit. He's come into our game. He's tinkered with the rules on numerous occasions and remind me why did we even change the rules in the first place yes he's changed the 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 pace of the game but i think now what we're really seeing is um in the last you know move which was out of the blue really this crackdown has changed the very structure of the game that we love has changed his people are turning off the game um this latest bout on the last two and a half weeks of the head high crackdown and yeah, crackdowns can last for you know. We had a crackdown. What was it? A couple of couple of years ago for was it offsides? What was the crackdown that we had back in eighteen? Ten meters or ten meters. play the ball. A ten yeah. meter crackdown, and that basically was three weeks of awful bloody you know penalty after penalty after penalty, and then and then it kind of went away. But I ask you this: with the latest crackdown on the head high tackles and everything. I swear I've seen more high tackles in the last three weeks. Is it just the fact that I'm more concentrating on them or are players legitimately tackling around the head a lot more? It's It seems to have gone bonkers. And on top of that, it's just the types, like the, 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 there's, there's tackles like the ones on Tedesco when he's slipping, which are completely unavoidable. There's ones when you're grazing the guy's head. It's It's... We're in real dangerous territory. What's your thoughts? Yeah, we're in dangerous territory. The whole crackdown thing. Look, you ask, are there more head highs? I don't think so. I think out of out of all the penalties that are happening, I honestly believe seventy to eighty percent, or maybe more, should be penalties. Right? 
But the ones that are being outraged are the shockers, like the incidentals, um, which, yeah, it hasn't been handled at all well. You don't bring it in mid-season. Um, in fact, about just before Magic, I was like, I was walking past something and I saw on TV screen, it was on the Thursday or something, saying edict for massive crackdown on high shots. So people were told, and when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I, I knew it because it was PVL. I knew it, would, it was going to be uh, a pretty heavy crackdown just the way he operates as a person. Um, the other thing is, I, from my perspective, you know, I love rugby league. It's been part of my life for so many years. It gives me great enjoyment. And part of it is the physicality, you know, um, the physicality and the aggressiveness does really put it on a pedestal away from other contact sports. Now, I have been thinking in the shower over this over the last week or so, and it's actually a societal problem, I feel. Like, I've been wondering why the hell, before someone plays first grade, or depending on where the governance occurs, does a player not sign up that there is going to be some incidental head knocks and a higher risk of, I don't know, CTE when they grow up? Mm. But then I've worked it out, is that our society now and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure based on what I do at work, etc., is there's actually legislation that means an employer has to do whatever's necessary to, to um, look after the health and safety of their employees. And I think, because that surely is the way to do it, is get them to sign a disclaimer. But I think legislation-wise, that just doesn't, it's not worth the paper it's written on. You're employing someone, you're paying them, even though you're paying them a million bucks a year, you still have to uh, in charge their health and safety. And that just comes to a societal, I wouldn't say breakdown, but it's just where Australia's heading. It's one of the, it's got one of the le lowest risk appetites of any nation in the world. I mean, at Magic last week, you had six middle-aged men just going bonkers about being able to ride on a scooter. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's, our risk appetite as a nation is gone out of, well, I won't say this, but it, it's just gone heavy. Now, whether we like that or not, you know, do you think, do you think it's part of, do you think it's part of the cancel culture? You literally do anything at the moment, anything, say anything outrageous. If you're in the public eye, do anything, um, you know, remotely bad. Like look at Israel Folau. Like the guy can't even get a contract to play rugby league in the Queensland club comp. Like, that's how it, that's how far gone it is. Yes, he's done some outrageous things in the media, but there are players that are playing the game that have done as worse, if not a lot worse, than what he said, which was just really expressing his opinion that didn't level up with everyone now that you have to be so PC in everything that you do. And I feel like it's just... You know, the more people that are kind of coming into the game and trying to tinker with it, make decisions. I just rewind back to 2018. Like, what? Why did we have to change any rules? Like, I get like, you know, from time to time when the game goes. There, a uh, there won't be hurry. There was an issue, and the storm were part of it of just those penalties that would slow the fucking game down. It really did. There wasn't a. There was a bit of a problem there, mm -hmm. and the storm were one of the. The great town, like actually just giving penalties away because they wanted to. Okay, so I guess this whole speeding the game up thing, which they did a report over the weekend and said 
because the main reason why they did or this is earlier in the week the main reason why they did these new rules was so that they could let fatigue in the game and they come out with this mickey mouse report to say that actually there's no sign of a, a extra fatigue um the 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 rules that have come in i just this it's just the momentum that you get as an attacking team it's kind of like you know cricket with the bats you know back in our day you had these skinny little cricket bats and you used to have to craft your way out and push out you know eek every single little run out that you could nowadays you have these fucking chunky bat with the edges are about five times as big you can edge a fucking six it's the same thing in rugby league when you got the ball yeah, like but, but, last but night you can't say that rehurry but in saying that though you okay i have thought about this right we're all and I, i'm playing the devil's advocate a bit here we're all whinging about what's happening to our game yada 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 the melbourne storm last night right and I was a cold at Canberra. They let 10 points in. Like, and then the, the Panthers today won't let many points in. And the Eel, yeah, I don't know what I mean. But, but there is still teams that have the discipline. Like, again, the Storm and Raiders, there was no high tackles. And there is teams that actually can defend. Like, like they can defend by, when they get the ball, completing their sets. And then when they are tackling, not giving away, uh, you know, uh, reset. So there's, there's no, and, you can't take an isolated example of the fucking. So, but what the game has done, it, 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 and what the game has done, and this is this does annoy some people, is on that bell curve of, you know, the Gaussian bell curve of the, you know, the quality of uh, our teams. It's just spread them right out, right? You've got the Panthers and Storm at one end, mm -hmm. and then you've got the Dogs and Tigers at others, mm -hmm. right? But in the old day rules, that bell curve was closer. Like, even though the Panthers and Roosters were way better than the Tigers and Bulldogs, they were still a bit close, and they could compete for a, a longer periods of time in the game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like, don't you want... You know, what, what do we want as fans? We want... You want the best... You want the most physically gifted people succeeding with uh, a good mixture of brains and and strategy and fitness. Well, I, I think I think what the new rules have done, and this is a good chance to actually say right after eleven, almost eleven rounds. Very interesting. I was listening, um, dropping my uh, my son at the taking my son to the round ball game, the beautiful game, which is actually is a, actually a contact sport. Did you know that? Yeah, fuck, you can hack away at the legs, can't you? And, you and NBA, whereas, whereas basketball isn't a contact sport. No, I always found that. Basketball is that a contact sport. No, it's not. Basketball is not. You go on Wikipedia, wow. and basketball prides itself and sells itself as not being a contact. It's a non contact sport. So it's a non contact sport, but extremely physical. Exactly. Fuck. And that's why I've always, I've always that dichotomy. Mm. of soccer and basketball like basketball so like non-contact mm. sport they, and they advertise them that, themselves as that basketball they do it very well especially in the cough age mm. back to so drove my kid to to football and um listening to triple m shout out to sharon woods he is I, i've i've had a soft spot for him for a while probably since he left the tigers um Whenever I hear him talk, he's just fucking lad. But he's really smart about the game. He has really good opinions. He's very quick-witted. 
if you get the ch- oh fuck if he gets on Triple M again he's a he's a future media um star that's what you want I, I could listen to it can I can I rewind it I or something I think you can I think you can I think you can listen to the Saturday show if you get the chance listen to it his his, his summation of the current state of the game was really interesting and he said you know when I got into first grade and we're looking at 2011 back here you know you could shoulder charge you could smash people you could hit playmakers late because it was very hard it was tough yeah. and he said what's happened with these new rules now is it's basically like when i was in under 20s it's very very similar kind of game it's the defense is way less you could have used to have been a real defensive minded side and win games defensively it's a lot harder to do that now the rules have swung the way in the attack so great now you look at last night right and I think it was the Bulldogs versus the Titans. Now, the the Titans were absolutely fucking flogging them, right? They're all over them. They're up by 14, 16 points and carrying on their way. And then there was a head high of which he got 10 in the bin, both firmer. And that just changed the game way more than an isolated incident needs to change the game. The momentum went so far to the Bulldogs. Then they got two quick differential penalties. Bang, bang, couple of tries. Like, one incident and then subsequent you know, those subsequent new rules changed the game far more. Like, the Titans were all over them. And you're going to say, oh, the ebbs and flows of rugby league game. Well, I don't think so. Like, the Titans were probably and should have beat them by far more. And it wasn't necessarily the dogs that clawed themselves back. It was the fucking rules that got them back. That's where I have a massive issue with it. The momentum when people are... It's so easy to get a repeat set. so easy to keep the football. And, you know, now you bring in the fucking high tackles. That just the advantage and... You know, the fatigue is coming because you're just having to res- defend so many sets, and I think that's where it swung too too far. That the rules are swinging too far. I love the way that's bringing the little men in. You know, Sam Walker heard a fucking shocker last night. Your Reese Walsh, even Nick Arima and your Reynolds and yeah. um, other guys. It's good. So what was so what was Sharon's vibe about the whole sort of thing? Was he anti at the end of the day? And was or Sharon, was he? I, I think Sharon didn't. He was basically just calling out the differences, and, and he wasn't necessarily saying you know good or bad. But he was indicating that he used to prefer the physicality of the of the game when he came into it. But who knows if that's just nostalgia or not? He also made an interesting comment, and he's actually getting quite specific around different kinds of players. He said that this Panthers team is the best team he's seen in five years. Said playing against yep. them, they've just got the options. And he said this the smart players that they have. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, the way that they were attacking one side of the field, and then, you know, it was Luai and Cleary, and then Dylan Edwards said that he noticed something that the Sharks were biting a little bit too hard on some of their second man plays. So he comes in and then bang, comes right through, and just the smart footy IQ yep. in the team, even though they're young, they're just footballers. And they are um yeah, we've got a great Super Sunday ahead of us. Um, Vossi, no, Ganane oh, has called it the biggest, the best Sunday footy in the history of Sunday footy. I heard him say that. I mean, I can remember there has been a couple of pretty good ones. And to be honest, maybe we are, you know, we'll get to it probably later in the show, but maybe we're overestimating the how much Souths can compete against Penrith. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, look, we missed the show last week. You came back from Magic, and then you went straight to Adelaide. So there was a little bit of 
difficulty with the timetables. But let's just take us back to magic, and you've you basically got the microphone. You can you can wax on about how much or how good it was. Oh, so magic! How would it how to go? Uh, look, a great festival of footy, um, especially as a Victard, um, and being able to get up there in just such beautiful weather. So. Went out. We had a group of six blokes from the Stink. you you know, the Stink on uh, WhatsApp that you're part of for a very short time. Mm-hmm. We got up there on Thursday. Oh, oh, and we all. So we've made we're making a tradition every uh, Magic Round that we go from the airport before we go to our hotel. We stop at the Bricky Creek Hotel, mm-hmm. and what they actually have is a a wooden four uh, X keg mm-hmm. that only they have one per day, mm-hmm. and. Our idea was to get in from the airport and tap the keg and have a four X from the uh, wooden keg, <laughs> and then we I got there uh, like Pierce and that got a bit earlier, and I said and everyone was drinking four X gold, you know, just to get into the sort of vibe of it. And I go, Is these ones from the wooden keg? He goes, No, nah, no, nah, they haven't tapped it yet. I'm like, What? And he goes, No, nah, they won't tap it for me. And then uh, I and then I go, Come on, go get a wooden keg. He goes and he goes. You'll never fucking guess what. They're fucking talking to Matthew Johns about tapping the wooden keg. And so I go and have a look. And fucking Matthew Johns is talking to the bartender about, oh, how do you tap a, a wooden keg and all this crary on? And he's got a fucking walking stick. Oh, because he just had back surgery. Oh, did he? Yes. Yeah, but he's fucking hobbling around like a 90-year-old. Yeah. And, and anyway, so the whole thing was that we got there at what? 11.30 or something, but they didn't uh, tap the wooden keg for us and waited uh, for Matty Johns. And then if you watch his Matty Johns' is, uh, face-to-face, he does, he face-to-face with Trent Dalton this week, and hey. they tapped the, tap the Trent Dalton. He wrote um, Boy Swallows Universe, a tremendous rugby league novel that's won like a Pulitzer Prize, and it's basically about rugby league. Hang Brisbane. on, a Pulitzer Prize? Uh... Maybe not that, but it's won lots of mate. It's one of the it's one of the world best selling books at the moment. What? Yeah, it's you. You should read it. Boy Swallows Universe. It's a I know oh it's half fiction, half non fiction. Trent Dalton about growing up in Brisbane in the nineteen eighties. Really? Yeah, league based. Um, so yeah, they're bricky. I thought it was funny that we got dogged by a media personality. Then we oh, I can't even remember what happened, but we got checked into the hotel. That was not a great experience. Um, and then had our AGM at a steak restaurant uh, at Black Hyde on Caxton Street. And I can, on the way walking in, I ran into PVL. And I'm fucking worried about this. Ever since I ran and, and met PVL, um, the game has sort of went downhill a bit. And guess who took the. And he was with Peter Beattie. And I got Peter Beattie to take the photo of uh, me and a. <laughs> what was he doing other- with Peter Beattie? Oh yeah, I think Peter Beatty's still on the commission. Oh, league mates, because he he had a crack at Beatty, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, I thought he used to poke holes in it, poke fun at him. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Hey, oh, I mean, I would, if I had my time, you know, would have had a go at uh, Peter Beatty and said, "Oh, you were in Barcelona on this weekend." Um, <laughs> so Black Hyde, and then just when I walked into Black Hyde, they had a stag doing there. And gee, it was a good league vibe. Everyone wearing league shirts. Um, and most of the people I went with from the stink had never been to uh, Lang, well, Lang Park, well, the, the current version of Lang Park. So they were 
Sydney Siders. Mm. I was the only guy that actually been to the New Virgin Lair Park, and they were like, they didn't know what to expect. They were going, oh, I've heard about this ground's good. I said, guys, you get blown away. And they were just so impressed, you know. It is, by a, that. It is a great, great stadium, isn't it? I mean, it's in the bank, like they've been back west and they're waxing lyrical about back west. I said, God, I've never been to back west. But they were just blown away by the, and it's incredible, like the bars and shit on Caxton Street. And they've only done Caxton Street. They haven't went the other side yet to Paddington Inn and stuff for next mm. year. Mm. But you don't get that in Sydney. You actually don't even give you that at uh, and Ekau, lower right leg memorial stadium because you've still got a bit of a walk to the ground. So, like, so we're, what are we talking about for the vibe of the stadium? Like you get in, and then what are we talking like a you know like a festival, like a sevens type atmosphere, or yeah, is yeah, it like yeah, a normal so rugby league like game? That's what I like about it. And I don't know. You would have been. You've you've been to plenty of those Wellington sevens. Yes. You've been to Hong Kong sevens, but to me, the Hong Kong like that is. I don't like that vibe. Oh, I mean, I do. It's too. Like when I, you think it swings swings too much into the non-league go. So this is more about the oh. game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would go to a Hong Kong Sevens or a Wellington Sevens contact sport. How many games do you watch? Zero. Exactly. Like, this is, you are going there to watch top class league. Do you know mm. what I mean? And it has the right mix of, oh, yeah, let's have a piss up and talk about league out of the backyard and the out of the concourse. But fuck, I need to be my in my seat by uh, kickoff. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I really like that. And what, then, so, yeah, and then, so what about were, it, were you drinking full strength or was it mid strength? Could you choose? Uh, so you, uh, they had. Is there a four pines mid strength? Is there? Yeah. Yeah. So there was they had that option. No. So they only had um, uh, mid strength. We just drank gold, and we had because it's fuck. You're drinking like from midday mm. till midnight every day, right? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, the mid strength saved us, saved or saved me. Mm. Um, but what I didn't, what yeah, what it, so. What I was saying, though, was when we were in the Kixon car park on the Friday, the Stink Boys are going, oh, fuck, guys, we're going to go, we're going to go. The, the Tigers nights are going to kick off because we have Tigers fans there. Mm. And I, it was like 10 minutes before kickoff. I said, relax, boys, relax. And because they had no idea, literally, they couldn't see as you turned out of the Kiko, it was literally a two-minute walk to the stadium. Mm. And then I remember walking out of Kiko with them and turning, they're like, what? It's right there! Because it's sort of a, it is, it's a cauldron, right? So you can't really see it until you go in that corner. So they're blown away by how close the bars and stuff were. So yeah, that's one thing I did learn, though. Like, if I was, next year, we didn't start leaving the ground, what, you can get easy pass outs and just go to the kicker if you need to get a decent meal or a decent beer, or, you know, anything down nice. that street. So, nice. So just little, little lessons like that are going to be crucial. And then, yeah, just a great light. League league shirts all over town. As I said, scootering around the Brisbane Rivers, going to fucking craft beer joints if that's what you're inclined to, or or food. Um, speaking just of food. A... Speaking of food. Now, the listeners will be. I've heard a few people ask me about this already. Now, did you keep a food diary? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, let's 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 go through. So, because basically, when you're on a when you're on a bender, a boys trip, whatever you want to call it. Food is, it's not always a primary concern because you're drinking. So it, it's you don't really treat your body that well. I'm very interested to see in between the, the mid-strengths what you're eating. So I've sent this to you and I'll run through it. So Friday morning, mm. 7 a.m., a banana. Great stuff. I'm not a big, I'm not a big breakfast man. Uh, 
I had a relatively early flight, so I just ate a banana before going to the airport. 1.50 p.m., I had a lovely dinner roll. So, you know, those sort of dinner rolls that I buttered it, uh, mm. split them to and butter both sides, because this is at Black Hyde Steakhouse on Kitson Street. Mm-hmm. 2 p.m., I had a lovely beef rib off the bone and mushroom arancini as a little sort of uh, entree. 2.20 p.m. on Friday, I had an eye filler and some pumpkin and yogurt and potato with condiments. Fuck. And at 2... Yeah, so I had a great start to Magic because it was we had their AGM at the at a private room at Black Hyde Steakhouse. Mm. And then 2.50 p.m., an orange and custard-based dessert. It was really nice. I'm not a big dessert man, but it was like some type of... Uh, had an orange. They took the middle of the orange out and put in like a a puree or what do you call it that it's not quite ice cream um yeah uh, I know what you gelato it was like a gelato in yes. the middle of the orange yes so big gap between 2.50pm obviously we've walked into the first or then we went to the pub and then we walked in the first game at 6pm haven't anything then my next entry is Saturday 1.30am and I've actually accompanied this with a photo because it's Pictures paint a thousand words. I had a slow cooked beef pie from seven eleven, and I can also see in the photo that I put my door. I've got a Gatorade of some description, berry it looks like, on my walk home from the <laughs> hotel. So ten thirty a.m. on Saturday. Jeez. Yes. So you woke up that late, or you just fucked around until you got a feed? Uh, you want we, we, we Oh, I fucked. Uh, fucked around because we had a swim in that at the pool and then walked across the river. Mm-hmm. So 10.30am had eggs benedict with a with ham and a bacon and egg roll. And the bacon and egg roll was eggs $3. Eggs with ham and a bacon and egg roll. Yeah, yeah, because the bacon and egg roll was uh, $3 at this cafe we're at. Wow. And it was on beautiful white bread, mm. uh, egg, bacon, very nice. Then 2.30pm, a mixed kebab, hummus and garlic sauce from Abracababra. On Kixon Street. So as I was walking to the ground, I was like, fuck, I haven't really eaten. I need to eat lined in my stomach. Bought a kebab at 2.30 p.m., which is a bit weird, but went down all right. Mm-hmm. 5.15 p.m., a stadium beef burger. 7.20 p.m., bite of stew pierces sausage roll. 7.30 p.m., specialty steak pie. So the Kixon had these, and they're quite nice, but they didn't hold together very well. And then 12.30 a.m., mixed kebab with chili from Abracababra. So I had two kebabs from abracababra within 10 hours jesus sunday 11 30 a.m i had a oh an eggs benedict on potato rosti really good actually and quite healthy 3 20 p.m stadium hot dog and 6 20 p.m a brewski burger so at half time of the uh storm uh, Dragons game, I think it was. I ran, a, we, we, me and Stu Rich got a pass out and went and had a decent burger at Brewski, a, a brew. Like Mark, a, you ate a lot on the Saturday, Sunday. Do you think? Well, it seems it seems like it, yeah. You, you've you've listed a shit ton there. Well, were you expecting to do like a Foley diet? Mm, I thought maybe a little, you would have got a little bit more of a, but then I think that, that it's a little bit telling, like the Friday that I don't think, you know, you went a little bit further without food and probably were more beer space. But when you're hungover, I think you, your body's craving a bit more food. Yeah. And I, I would say, Aria, it was not a trip. So <laughs> let's say, what's the last boys trip I did with you? Um, oh, maybe Melbourne, uh, 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. 
this trip was way more league focused yep. than getting off head focused, if you know what I mean. Which was yeah. quite it's which was quite awesome. nice. As in, as awesome. in when I flew back home on Monday, mm. I was I was operational. Yeah, nice. You know what I mean? So uh so uh, you know, people might slag it, but yeah, I was and I'm getting we're getting old, so fuck. I mean there's no way with you so let let's say I went away with you, Bubba, Volkman, G you know there's no, no re- and they're not going to go to a league trip, but we're it's going to be going different. Yeah. more focused to get off head based. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand. So, verdict, magic, out of ten, uh, I'd say eight. Um, where can we improve? All right, areas to improve. Don't crack down on magic. That I mean, Valandis has to learn that. Uh, and yeah, and then just learning how to take your pass out because I guess sitting in one spot for three games can be quite daunting. So mm. just being able to get out and have a different beer or a different meal down Kexton Street during the or between games is a is quite uh, helpful. Mm. Um, but yeah, booked in for next year. Uh, I'll take the lads on a different uh, different pubs around. Uh, Brisbane, and in fact, next year hmm. I might just take the family. Wow! Because it, it, it is that sort of trip, to be honest. It's How do you think you're going to get the family, the wife, to sit? Will she go to any games? No. No, 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 no. So just during the, she can go to Streets Beach or something. Yeah, nice. Uh, or, or no, 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 no. She, I've already asked, and she said, "No, nah, no fucking way, I'm doing that." So it's got to be the week before. I'll take her to Sunny Coast or Stratty Island, and then as we I go to Magic, I'll just drop her off at the airport. Hmm. Something in it for everyone, um, mate. That sounds brilliant. I I do have to. It was a startling revelation as soon as that starts. Like, what? Why did I go? I don't even know why I didn't go. And I had a lot of people asking themselves the same question. I don't know. It's I know. Poor organisation. But um, next year, definitely keen to get there for sure. Um, I mean, to be honest, we we we. That stink uh, forum on WhatsApp. We are absolute league purists, and you know we had a quite tough year in terms of uh, you know less not much travel last year, mm-hmm. and we we just put the genuine said this is our trip. You know we put it in the calendar and had something to look forward to. Brilliant stuff. Um, as Ricky, the Raiders did it again. The Raiders were up ten nil, and then they conceded thirty four consecutive points, including. A twenty-two to nil second half. They had some players missing. Um, so did the Storm. Storm had guys out there that I didn't, I'd never fucking heard of. Like they, they, you have to catch me by real surprise. But the Storm's the kind of team that do that, aren't they? They bring in guys. You're like, who the fuck's that? Um, Thirty-four to ten. Did you see the Ricky press conference? I watched about a minute. I thought maybe that's all it lasts, a minute and a half. It was a minute. Yes. So, yeah, I did watch it. Gee, how annoyed is he? I was chatting to someone that chatted to one of the players, had dinner with one of the players, and he said it's not good there. Really? Yeah. Not your old next-door neighbour? No. He'll be devastated. 34 to 10 by a storm side with... Matty Johns's boy and someone else who's got a mullet and a couple other debutantes running Chris. fucking 
rings around them. It a home GIO. Raiders, can they come back from this? No. I don't think they can. The window's firmly shut. And I think that, I mean, the, the sad thing is, not sad, but they're two points out of the eight. But it's just the, they struggled to beat the dogs last week. I, I thought they were going to lose to the, oh, that would have been really the nail in the coffin, wouldn't it? Jeez. And so what's happened to Charge? You mentioned something about it's more serious than oh, first I heard thought. in the commentary saying that he's out till round 24. And he, he is he's kind of important to the Raiders team, isn't he? He's kind of like their ta- talisman. I mean, Caleb Aikens, like... No. Nah, he he's got no... Nickel clock, clock star. Clock star. What, are you, what, what were you saying to me regarding when you get into a... Turn the TV on and there's no score in the top right-hand corner of the game? Oh, it's just, just one of those league things where you haven't caught the start of a game or last night you'd been out for dinner or something and you turn the TV on and it's got like a replay showing but the uh, you don't have that score in the corner. Like you're expecting it just to turn on and see what the score is and just that, that anticipation where you're like, what is this going Ah, Usually it's a Warriors game. Like, sort of in your head going, I'll accept being down by 10, I'll accept being down by oh, 10 type stuff, dude. Fucking, I know exactly what you mean. You just, like, you see, it's almost, sometimes I get too nervous. Is this what the fucking Warriors do to you? Sometimes you actually don't enjoy watching it because, because of what they do. And you go, I quite sometimes, if it's a really tight game, I'll, like, start fucking tidying the house or go for a nervous piss or something. But, like, I'll just, like, Listen for the for the tone of the commentator's voice, or so, or for a loud noise in the crowd, just to know if we've conceded a try or not. Fucking hell, tough team. It's to just it's it's a painful, painful team to support, and I guess that moves into a nice uh, segue into your next topic, which is uh, the Warriors. <laughs> So stoked about them beating the Tigers. I think Bruce um, Walsh was a bit excited, wasn't he? You got to get, you got to let the eighteen-year-old guys go. It's like when Magic Johnson won his first game in the NBA. He started running up and hugging Kareem, and Kareem's like, "What the fuck are you doing, mate? This is yeah. one game." And I think you got to let the eighteen-year-old away with that. Um, a classic, classic but Warriors. Hang on, we can't let the fans get the fans can enjoy the win because they don't come around nice, especially a pub game win. Mm. But we beat the fucking Tigers. Oh. They are so shit. And oh. why, as a fan, I want us to. And I know it's, but I I should be able to. We should be able to at some stage in our rugby league career be like the Panthers and Storm and just blow a shit team away please can we just do it for me one day once yes. we've had a couple of teams ready to go and again yellow cards and fucking things swung it around that game not to say that the Tigers I guess they deserve to be that close because they were but the Warriors had the feeling that they could really run a train through that team now you've been, you've been half, we? yeah we were up by were you up at half time? Yeah, we were. Yep. <clears throat> I don't think I need to go on about Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh is... I said, it's time now for us to... If we are a top 
sixteen because that's what I'm really aiming for, and, and I think we've got the, I think we've got the skill to be a top six team, mm. and, and and I think Adam Fenua Blake is a key to that. But we need to start throw. We need to start putting away doggies, tigers, yeah, Broncos. Well, yeah, Broncos. They looked alright last night. Yeah, every dog has their day. So you've been very critical of Roger. And yes, he's going to Union next year, but I have been defending him hard. What's your gripe? Like, yes, he's going to league next year. Put that uh, either way. Put that to the side. Do you not think he's giving everything this year? I, I, I don't. I, I've got a, in my back of my mind. I think he is. Like, why is he playing on the fucking wing? He's a million dollars a year player, and a lot of frustration came out from Magic Round where he played on the wing and dropped two simple balls um, and like he is just he just offers us so much more at fullback you know and I know you're going to come back and say oh we've got one of the most exciting young talents in the game yeah but I fucking I, am because it's so blindingly obvious Jack that but Nathan, oh, I don't Nathan Brown wants to play Roger at wants to start him at fullback now apparently midweek Adam Fenua Blake and Roger, they came in and they go, look, this guy has to be in the team. Now, short of taking out one of the halves, which I don't, I'm starting to think that they don't. I, I wasn't a Roger in the wing fan, but then seeing what he did on the weekend, mate, he's he is having a hell of a season. He has the odd handling error. That's just, that's just fucking life. That's just what happens. But he is having a hell of a season. And his impact okay. on the game... To have Luke Walsh, uh, sorry, fucking Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh got like four try assists. Are you not saying you have to have those two guys on the field? Roger's selfless act of wanting to be on the field, but knowing that an 18 year old budding superstar has to be there too, you should love that. He stood up Joey Leilua, made him look absolutely stupid, and then set up a try. He was brilliant on Friday night. So his impact from the wing or wherever he, I think he just plays all around the fucking, floats around. He's not a traditional winger. So what, what it's really wanting me is it feels as though and it feels as though we're almost using this year as a development year for Reese rather than with like as a fan I just want to He's in our best to... side. You have to have him out there. He's fucking tore them to shreds. There's no development in that. He was the best player on the field. He was the best player on the field against the Sharks and he was okay against the Eels. The okay, maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe, maybe, I, I maybe. I need you to dial it back because Roger is one of the great rugby league players. We're blessed with Rogers, you know, once in a fucking blue moon. And he's given eight, nine years now, the NRL? Eight years? And you know what? And that's the other thing I thought. You see Reese Walsh come onto the scene. I'm like, that is what New Zealand would produce if our favourite contact sport was rugby league. Like, Reese Walsh yeah, yeah, yeah. is from Queensland, so he's going to play league. Like, And then I just compared him, and I know this was, and I shouldn't have done it, but I was like, uh, Chanel. I was watching Chanel play, and I'm like, that's like, Chanel's a good player and all that, but he's no Reese Walsh in terms of out and out, just yeah. lining up. And that's just the difference, because yeah. the, the Reese Walsh in New Zealand is playing rah-rah somewhere. Correct, correct. Um, really. He is something else. What about these Harbour Bridge passes that are coming right, back? Uh, Nathan Brown is saying just he's doing some mistakes too that you aren't seeing. Yeah. Anyway, oh, 
I just want the Roger. I want the. I want the. Big thing for the Warriors now. The big thing for the Warriors now is the Eden for Noah Blake comeback, and he's my almost my last hope in the season yeah. of he can, can get out, go forward, and get. Like, he should get the. Like, I'd love to play next to Eden for Noah Blake. Yeah, he's 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 got the big don't fuck with me look on his face, doesn't he? Um, yeah. he's actually just very very good player. He's not just a tough you know scary guy. He's a very very good prop, very mobile, very skilled. Um, yeah, it goes forward all day and just gets you quick play the balls. And it, it, he makes you, the, the Jermaine Tomanoa Browns look good because he, yeah, the next hit up is on the front foot. Um, how many times did <laughs> did Radley get pinged last night? Was it a four? lot? I, I, I don't. I've got. I'm starting to have no. I mean, look, it gave us the Broncos beating the Roosters. I'm quite stoked about that, but. Redley needs to dial it down a bit. Yeah, too emotional. But, but you don't get it. that. From I still K- love it. Yes, and uh, I do like it. Um, Sunday's games. Uh, I mean, we should. There's not too much. This there was not too much to kind of recap. I guess yes, the Broncos had a great win. Phenomenal. I actually think this is the start of the slide. Shout out to Albert Kelly, though. Shout out to yeah. Albert Kelly. I, I didn't know Dale. he was out of the game for so long. What? He was out of the game since, what does he say, 2013 or something? 14 was his last NRL game. Fuck. How good. He was he's just, just experienced. He's been in Super League for years, right? But mm. So who did I see last night? He played for the Sharks and Titans. Titans. Is that 32? I think so. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... <clears throat> and I Dale only remember, I only remember him for the Titans. Did he debut for the Titans or debut for the Sharks? He debuted for the Titans. Yeah, you look that up. Um, he doesn't... He on, but, yeah. He doesn't really, like, stand out strongly for me. Um, he did have a few off-the-field problems. Okay. Super, super Sunday. We are blessed. We've got a two o'clock Rabbitohs Panthers game. Fuck! You can really settle into the Sunday. Rabbitohs Panthers. Trails back. One of the big players in our game. Uh, versus the Panthers, who, as Sharon Woods described them as the best team he's seen in five years. Who do you like? Oh, the Panthers. Uh, based, isn't it? And Souths. Who did Souths play last? Oh, Sharks. And again, couldn't put them away. As a Souths fan, I know you'll say, oh, <clears throat> you'll say, oh, um, you know, they got, it's all momentum, which is right. But I just feel like, why don't the Panthers have the momentum problems? So uh, they just create, a bit. They create the momentum problems, don't they? Yeah, correct. Albert Kelly, <clears throat> he's only 30. And he played for Sharks 2010, 2011, and into Titans 13-14. He looked like you know how in wrestling last in American wrestling how you have those like ear cups that you tape over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like that last night, eh? Yeah, no, it was good. I don't know what genre was it. Don't know what it was, but I enjoyed it. Um, Eels. So I'm both going. I'm going for the Panthers as well. Eels, Sea Eagles, Banquets. Eels for mine. I think they're going to be too strong, too big, too much. Go forward. God, I want to pick Manly. I know you do. You might as well do it. I just want to have a quick look at the team sheet. 
to Powell's back. Oh, Carl Lawton on the interchange. Was a big fan of him. Yeah, no, I'm going Manly at $3 too. I'm going to have a go at that. Red hot go. Um, one last thing before we fuck off. NRL 360, I'm officially, that's it. They brought Ray Hadley on the show. I said I'm never watching it again. So I haven't watched it at all last week. And it's just a sign of a network with no fucking pulse on the rugby league community. Did you watch any of it? No. Um, I was thinking to myself, though, that you could do, and the listeners could do it as well, is an NRL 360 challenge. How long, how many minutes do you think you could, like, sit down on the couch with your wife or partner before she says, fucking turn this off? Like, how far do you think you can get? (laughs) That's the 360 challenge. I honestly don't think I could get past a minute. Like... (laughs) My wife would see it because she's like, oh, get this no, I can off. Take, like, I think the partners would like. Have you have you heard my <laughs> thoughts? My thoughts on who the new Ben Iken could be? Uh, Sharon Woods, Moses Mbai. Just a yeah, beautifully quite. eloquent guy. He could hold the show together. He's probably not, you know, Iken's got a quite a good control of those old guys. But if we want a new yeah. three sixty, a new age one. I, I definitely, you know, you keep your Marshalls and your and your Grahams. You got Mbai pulling the strings. Get Sharon Woods in there, and then get maybe some of the older guys like you know your Cronks and yeah. You have a revolving panel, but those fucking grumpy old white men at the moment are just terrible. Who is the best old guy in our game? Raps. Gus. Yeah, he doesn't have an opinion. Do you ever watch Talking Footy on Channel Nine with like Gus and? Uh, Gal? I like Gal. Yeah. You don't like Gal? I really like Gal. Yeah, no, so when, how do I watch that? You probably can't get it down in Victoria. No, nah, I can. It'll be on gym or something. What time of the day? It's week, quite late it? at night. Okay. Mm. Might give it a go. Because um, I, I, I mean, Gal is fighting Justin just Spooney. I know. He's quite a good boxer. He's good. He's I, just fucking massive, massive credit. Good on him. I mean, Queenslanders hate him, don't they? Why, why do people hate Gal? Forgot. Um, I, I we've talked about this on the show. I don't think New South Wales like New South Welshmen like Gal enough. Yeah, yeah, but some of the even some New South Wales people hate him. Do you, that's what I said. Yeah, do you think it was the Do you think it was the Mickey Pyer incident? Yeah. Okay. Remember that? The After what? the game, he called him a black sea. That wouldn't fly in this fucking day and age. No, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, oh, he should be the Cameron Smith of New South Wales. I know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Big respect for Gal, especially what he's done in his... Um, I mean, obviously, that was a horrible moment early when I referred to, but yeah, I do enjoy his views on the game. He's very, he's very pointy. Doesn't fuck around. Yeah, and I mean, look, he's... You've got to give him credit what he's doing in boxing. It's like, incredible. He's doing, a, like, everyone goes, oh, Sonny Bill, boxing and all that. But, like, Gallon's actually getting out and fighting week in, week, or not week in, week out, month in, month out. Yeah, Gal's living it. Gal's, Gal's getting fucking million-dollar checks. Wow, and he's fighting actual boxers. Justice Hooney, or Honey, he's the real Hooney. fucking, he's like the top of the tree in terms of Australian heavyweights. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I might throw some money at that. For justice? Oh, is it no, no, pay-per-view base. Yeah. Is it pay-per-view? I mean, it's... Yeah, fuck, see that shit about um, now Fury's going to have to fight Waldo and the Joshua fight's probably off. Yeah, I know. And uh, Pacquiao's expense, make oh, me. That just makes me walk. How balls? He'll die. He could die. No, he won't. It's Pacquiao we're talking about. He's He'll a fucking be, good boxer. He's pumped up on HGH, fucking dog. Um, okay. Just Super Sunday's got me fizzing. I'm just going to have to really organize my day now. So I'm thinking mentally, I'm right, right, okay. Do some family stuff early. Go out for a go out for a walk or a run, Lunzi. Just I'll take the kids, and then two o'clock comes. You just you don't make a big deal of it. You just sneak that TV on, and then sitting down, and then she knows. Okay, I'm fucking. This is it. This yeah, is yeah. it for my weekend, isn't it? My daughter's got a seventh birthday party that her mum's taking her to at two to five. So that's oh, sort of, I need to, Jesus. Need to work out whether Trevor can go to it or not. No, you can keep Trev with you. He can watch League. Uh, Trev's quite hard to deal with if he doesn't have Everly there because he doesn't have anyone to play with. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll come up with something. Um, Well, we'll do the same time next week. You've got to love your league. Love your league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. Ooh, no, Manny, please don't go. And if he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. you to play